up, guys? Welcome to episode three of the Take Your Pick podcast. Park, what's up? How's it going, Coop? Not too bad. I'm actually tired as hell. Yeah, I get that. Quarantine's getting a little boring. No, like I was like I was in Chicago today. Oh yeah? Yeah. How's that? It was fun. Just driving around. I drove by Wrigley. Wrigley, yeah. I so I hadn't been to Wrigley in like a long time. Um I didn't know so how you haven't seen the have you seen the new like renovations? Yeah, no, I was at a game a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. I didn't know how nice like the bars are. Yeah. Those are like incredible. My brother was in Wrigleyville at one point. Yeah, last people year. love going down that one street and just bar hopping pretty much. Yeah. I can't wait till I'm of age. So, Almost there, I don't oh I'm close. Yeah. I know. I'm August thirty first. Yeah. I'm so. amped. But I won't even be in town at that time, but it's whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I get you, Coop. Yeah. Got you. Um so today this episode is another MJ Doc review, since that's really all that's going on. And then yeah, after that real. after that we're getting you guys more involved. We're gonna answer some questions that were sent to us. And yep. uh that should be a little bit more entertaining because it won't just be all sports, all boring little opinion talk. Yeah. It'll First be first Q and A. Yeah, we wanna we wanna make it more interactive, I guess. So we're gonna start having more, you know, interactive stuff like this through our social media, through Instagram, Twitter, or whatnot. Yeah, be sure um, to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We'll try and be more active on those and try and get it, some of our listeners more involved. Is it at take your pick pod? At take your pick pod on Instagram and Twitter. Got you. Yeah. Um, we haven't put anything on Twitter yet. I think Instagram's kind of been more approachable, at least to our listeners, but we'll try and figure some things out for Twitter. Yes, sir. All right, so let's get right into it. Episode five and six of yeah. Last Dance. Over halfway. I know, it's crazy. I, like, I want to get more. It doesn't feel like it's about to come to a close. Yeah, before we get into it, did you see what Patrick Ewing said today? No, I did not. He said he's refusing to watch it. Really? Yeah, he said, I lived through all of that. And basically, it's just like another slap in the face for him, so he's just not going to watch it. Yeah, I always thought him and Ewing were cool, though. Like, I know their teams had rivalries, but I didn't think – I thought it was kind of like him and Charles Barkley, which, I mean, we'll talk about that Yeah, we get into it. But it, it just seemed like MJ was cool with some of the superstars in the league. Yeah. But I but, guess not. I mean, I think Patrick Ewing still, like, he would have a championship if it weren't for Michael Jordan. Yeah. So I think I just it's think still a bitter taste in his mouth. I think it's so funny how to this day guys are still pissed at Jordan. Oh, people in the eighties. He just beat him. Like the people that play. Like, come on, they are the ultimate grudge holders. I can't even. Yeah. It's so, funny though. Would you you would hold a grudge that long if you were them though? Yeah, and I kind of getting into holding a grudge. I want to start off with the dream team part of the documentary oh, yeah. that was brought up. Um, I think. Somebody out there has a full video of that scrimmage that they played that was shown in the uh, documentary. The Monte Carlo. The entire thing. Yes, I agree. That was sick. If they claim it's the greatest basketball game that they've all been a part of, I mean, we saw different clips from it. And in the Dream Team documentary, which is a separate from The Last Dance, mm-hmm. they also show clips from that same practice. Yeah. And, and I think – I believe that practice – 
they go into it more in the Dream Team documentary, but I think that practice followed the day that they lost to all the college stars. Yeah. Um, like Chris Weber and uh, Bobby Hurley. Mm-hmm. I think they played them in a scrimmage the day before, like got whooped, and then they had that intense scrimmage the next day. Yeah, and then I forgot who made a comment on the bus after that practice, but they said, like, they all loved it, and then they all kind of, like, gained a lot of chemistry through that. Yeah. I thought it was really cool, though. I love the little inside, like, analysis that you could kind of see through that practice. Um, You you think that still – that chemistry still happens with Isaiah on the team, though? No. Because that's the holding a grudge part you were bringing up. No, it's funny because – what Pistons coach was that Chuck, Chuck Daly Chuck Daly was the head coach the late, the late Chuck Daly yeah and he uh he had oh, no, no Pistons players yeah they didn't have any Pistons players but I mean Isaiah definitely in my opinion had the like ability to be on the dream dream team obviously yeah if I mean if we we kind of replaced him with Chris Mullen I guess yeah I, mean, I don't think it would have made that big of a difference yeah but, I mean, I thought it was interesting how they – because when I've heard this story before, it's always MJ didn't want Isaiah on the dream team or MJ and Scotty because they had their own, you know, Bulls-Pistons rivalry. But it really wasn't just them because they talked about Magic and Larry and all these other people yeah, in the they, league. Yeah, they, they go into detail about, like, how Magic and Isaiah had their own issues and Larry Bird and him had their own issues. I think more Larry Bird had his issues too because they were yeah. in the same conference. And he was just kind of a dick. He was just Who, kind of Isaiah? Nervous. Yeah, like that entire team. Yeah. I mean, they obviously fit the bad boys narrative, and I think they just legitimately didn't like him. So they just didn't yeah, like I think, him. Yeah, I think that was, you know, like the NBA's message to Isaiah and the bad boys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you guys are champions, but not a lot of people. Yeah, people just don't like Like you. the way you went about things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I like how the first clip of that practice was Christian Leitner just getting swatted. <laughs> it yeah. just proves that he was not really yeah. that well fit in with the team. He was garbage. Yeah, it's crazy to think, too, the dream team could have been even better because they always choose the one guy coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And Leitner was chosen over Shaq because they were both coming out that same year. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they, they could have had – uh, rookie Shaquille O'Neal, who I'm pretty sure won the Rookie of the Year the next year. Yeah. He could have been on that dream team and made it even stronger. But nope. That's crazy. Yeah. But when you think of college criteria, I think it does kind of make sense that you choose Christian Leitner over Shaq just based off of, like, his accomplishments in college. But <sighs> Yeah. But as an overall player, I, I think it was pretty obvious, too, that Shaq was, like, a better player. That's what I would think, though. That's why I would think they would choose Shaq because they choose the more. Cause I think Shaq was the first pick, so it seemed like Shaq yeah, was, was more ready for the NBA than Leitner. I think I so literally I just like, I him. think I just contradicted myself in like the same sentence. I said like, based off of what Christian Leitner won, I see why they picked him, but I thought Shaq was a better player, so they would have picked him. I don't know. I don't really. I didn't really make yeah. sense there, but you know what? You you stay exposing yourself sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, you hurt yourself. That was bad. That was bad. The Aaron Gordon one for last episode. That was that was funny. 
Well, somebody – okay, I'm blaming it on some random Twitter user. <laughs> it's whatever. I wasn't going to go into that far detail. This was more important than yeah. last week. But For real. Oh, I liked overall that last – like the Dream Team stuff was really cool. I don't know if they're going to get yeah. into it. I don't think they will. But it was really cool. Probably not. Um, but, uh, yeah, my takeaways from the whole Dream Team, uh, you know, segment – First off, I think the highlights they were showing, it seemed like Scotty Pippen, like, really showed out in the Olympics. Yeah. and Like, the, him and MJ specifically. Um, I think the main reason was uh, Tony Kukoc, Kukoc was yeah. on, uh, was it Croatia? Yeah. It was Croatia. And um, Jerry Krause, like, really wanted to give him a big contract. And Scotty said, no, you're not. I'm going to show – like – if yeah, anything seriously. that Jerry Krause shows interest to, MJ and Scotty are like, no, I know. make sure he's wrong. It's like he just kept giving him motivation to, like, just go against the big guy, you know? Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was an exhibition game, I think, in Puerto Rico that uh, didn't mean anything. And MJ heard, like, some guy on the Puerto Rican newspaper, at least on the team, said, like, MJ is, like, really good and all that, but, like, we can't be intimidated by him. And he said, no, I'm guarding the That's point it. guard. Then he uh, made sure that he made it like a living hell out there for the guy. And yeah, like, it's like the game. You can't wait the beast. He just found any sort of thing, any sort of excuse to be motivated. Yeah. Which is but you know, crazy. That's, that second game against Croatia, Kukoc didn't play bad at all. No, he played really, he yeah, played really think- well. I think in the history of, like, for talking basketball, I don't think Kukoc gets enough credit for, like, what he did for European to the NBA. Because when people yeah. think of Europeans in the NBA, they think of, oh, Dirk was the one that first broke that barrier. But yeah. Kukoc was, had been there. He was playing. They talked about it a little bit. I think he was in Yugoslavia, which then broke up into a Croatia and Slovenia. Mm-hmm. And I think Luka Doncic is from Slovenia. And there's a uh, – is that right? I thought he was from Spain, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure. He is not. He is not from Spain. I don't but know. I, I, I know. I know Luka Doncic is a basketball player. I don't know him as a person. I know there's clips, um, of guys from that played in, in the Euro League who say Tony Kukoc deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he's still not. And names like Drazan Petrovic and Arvita Sabonis are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Kukoc was the I mean, he played on the biggest team of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he's actually a pretty big part of the team, too. Yeah, he was. Bleach Report put out, like, best trios of, like, NBA history, and they put Kukoc in the trio with MJ and Scotty, which was kind of weird. I mean, he was a stretch four that could also bring the ball up. Yeah, he was and a really good player. Yeah, and... It's just, like, yeah, he... I don't know if he was fitting of, like, being the third guy, because I think Robin was clearly the third guy. But Yeah, that's true. I just think but... he deserves a lot more credit. You know, looking at just people need to put more respect on. Kukoc, no, I agree. You know, I agree with that. Yeah, Kukoc was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, I, I, it just sucks that he didn't come over to the NBA until later. Yeah. So that we only saw his later years. Like I don't think he played too much into the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, what else did we co- What else was covered in? Uh, episodes five and six, other than just the dream team stuff. Um, the 92 finals, which was just a blowout. I don't know how people c- could have compared Drexler to Jordan back then. Yeah. But 
Jordan put that to rest. Yeah, that was pretty – that was an ugly blowout. I think – didn't the Blazers win game one and then the Bulls won three straight? Or No, I think game one is when Jordan went off with the threes. Oh, yeah. No, he – okay, this was actually what was funny. He broke an NBA Finals record for threes in a half. Half, yeah. Four. I think – I think it was a finals record for points and a half, too. I think he had 36 and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy game crap. one. Yeah. But the hearing the threes and a half record was four, like, there's no way yeah. Clay Thompson that def- didn't break it. Like, yeah. Years. And I'm confident yeah, all those records break it because now. of his finals appearances and his, like. Yeah, seriously, that's, that's a topic for another day, you know? Yeah, exactly. We can talk about that. But uh, then they they covered uh, the ninety three finals too against the Suns. Um, yeah, there was that one. They mentioned was there a day like in between the finals games where Jordan went out with? It was either Danny Ainge or Barkley. Um, um on the golf course, and was just talking trash to them about. That might have been the Celtics. Barkley. I might have mixed that up. No, because are you thinking of uh, between game one and two of the uh, Celtics series back in uh, a few I years? I might have. I thought I saw a quote on Twitter where it was like Jordan tried to take Barkley out in between games and, you know, butter him up like they're all buddy-buddy. Yeah, yeah. And then just to come out the next game and just destroy him. And well, he was kinda, quoted as saying, like, I hate that guy. Yeah, that kind of leads into, um, like, they got in a lot of detail about Jordan's gambling. And everybody thought yeah. he was like addicted. Mm-hmm. He was just—he had a lot of money, and he just gambled it. That's just kind of how he rolled. Yeah. Uh, he got under fire because he was—he went during the Knicks series. He went to Atlantic City with his dad after one of the games and like gambled at one of the casinos. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't realize how far away Atlantic City is from New York City. Yeah, that is kind of a, a couple of hours. I mean, it's Phil Jackson though. He let Rodman go to Vegas for like two weeks during yeah. the season so Jordan no, can go wherever he wants because I think that was the series I was thinking of where they lost game one and everybody was like oh does Jordan have issues with like yeah mind really on they basketball. lost they lost game one and two yeah and then he the they came out in one four straight I think and just shut everybody up with that and he was yeah. really he was came prepared to do that he put up like 50 something in game three and I'm I'm excited how they introduced the next rivalry because I know it, it gets bigger when Jordan leaves. Mm-hmm. Now the Knicks start to beat up on the Bulls and then Jordan comes back. But uh, it's just so c- cool how they move from, like, the Pistons to the Knicks, who, like, literally play the same way, you know, yeah. style of basketball. Uh, John Starks, I believe, is the one that really tries to act like the bad He's boy. tough guy. Yeah, John yeah, Starks. Did this dude really here. just did this? <laughs> did this dude really just did this? No, he tries to act like – he tries to kind of replace the bad boys with, like, his own team. And there's so many yeah. clips of him just getting in everybody's face. And Yeah. But, you know, um, shout out John Starks, though, because I think – I've read a story about him. And I before he got signed with the Knicks, I'm pretty sure he was bagging groceries in, like, a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, got a tryout. Taking with the most of it, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, it's John Starks, so. Yeah. Uh, not too much credit, you know. Yeah, you can't really give him that watch because the Bulls beat up on him and yeah. stuff. But I like how they they introduced the gambling issue because 
it kind of showed Jordan, like the whole series, they've just been glorifying Jordan, you know, making him mm-hmm. seem like he's larger than life. But then I think with the gambling issues, it kind of made him human, you know? Yeah. It, it, was, I think, it went from, it didn't really make him look like a superhuman because he had his own issues with losing money and stuff. Yeah. And that's what I think they're going to build off of that and move more into, you know, how that affected his retirement in the next two episodes about mm-hmm. how like, he's just kind of sick of it all. And then obviously we'll learn about the stuff with his dad, but then the gambling stuff that kept, keeps piling on. It was like, everyone's just waiting to see him fail, you know? Yeah. And I wondering with the next two episodes, how detailed they go in like into his baseball career. Yeah, that's true. Because Jordan has the last had the last say in the cuts of the documentary, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he really wanted to get into baseball that much. Yeah, he, he, so, he's kind of trash. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how much they really go into it. I'm sure it'll get brought up. Yeah. Well, there's, I they probably won't go into too much detail because there's a whole thirty for thirty about that about yeah. Jordan playing baseball called Jordan rides the bus. So mm-hmm. they'll probably skim it i guess yeah maybe they'll go like 20 minutes into it or something but yeah, they'll um, basically say he's trash yeah exactly <laughs> um but more into the gambling stuff uh the clips on the plane with all the guys playing cars and stuff and yeah i think what will purdue said that jordan would go to their table of like him i don't know who else was on that blackjack table they'd play like, like paxton and bj armstrong yeah they play a dollar a hand Mm-hmm. And MJ would go over there, and they're like, yo, why are you trying to join our table? He's like, so I can say I took your money and your money and your money and your money. So that's just like – That's kind of a funny little quote from Jordan about how competitive he was. That's so psycho, though. Like, imagine you're on a team, the best player comes up, he takes your money, and then he goes out, drops 40. You can't even be mad at him. You're just like, eh, you know, yeah. he's going to get me a ring, so. Exactly. But going into that, too – um, like Jordan as a teammate, that book by Sam Smith that came out Jordan rules. exposing how uh, Jordan as a teammate was kind of like abusive in a yeah. way. Yeah. No, so I actually bought that book and read it. And it's just basically how in the earlier years, Jordan was pretty much an asshole to his teammates. Mm-hmm. Like even more than you've already seen in yeah. some of the later years. But um, like the stigma around him was that he wasn't a good teammate because he was like, physically abusive he like played mind games but also he like didn't trust his teammates and he was shooting the ball way too much yeah and he would like literally tell people like don't pass him the ball yeah and the the hype in the book was that how people didn't really think that you could win with Jordan which is crazy to think now yeah but people at that time thought that that wasn't winning basketball yeah and then Sam Smith who uh he gets interviewed in the documentary he he kind of describes how he thought the book and its popularity was actually going to help the Bulls because he knows that Jordan is going to find like a way to get things like he'll like find a way to motivate himself. And that was like the ultimate motivator for him because he wants to basically prove that he's not like that. And like, he's still like an approachable friendly guy with his teammates. He's just an ultra competitive guy. And like, he'll be hard on his teammates if they mess up and stuff. And I mean, it worked. It they worked, yeah. Boot, so, but it was kind of interesting to hear that. It's like a modern day hit piece nowadays. How some people are just going to try and knock somebody off, but like hearing Sam Smith talk about that, 
it's kind of interesting because I don't think he was trying to diminish the Bulls dynasty. I think he was actually trying to no. help it. And he kind of knew how they would take it and like how the popularity of that book would actually kind of band the team together and be like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. Like we want to prove him wrong. Yeah. I mean, I obviously it wasn't his intention to, you know, divide the team or like make yeah. somebody look bad or good. I think, I mean, you, Coop, you are studying journalism. I, him as a journalist, I think he just was telling it how it is. You know, he just wrote down what he saw, what he heard. And, yeah. you know, and he didn't want to – the way he told the story, he didn't want to make anyone look too bad, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of crazy about the book, too. He – Jordan blamed Horace Grant in saying that he spilled all the beans to him. Yeah, who's snitching? Jordan said, who snitched? Yeah. But, um, like, Sam Smith even said, like, no, there are plenty of other people in it. And Horace Grant – heavily denied it he was interviewed on pardon my take the next day and he said that's absolutely wrong like I wish I could like just have a nice conversation with Jordan and just tell him like yeah it wasn't just me like there are so many other people in this locker room that he can get like quotes from and stuff I just think that Jordan Scotty and probably Phil Jackson were the only three that were kind of taken out of that and it was just kind of Mm -hmm. everybody else in the locker room because those are the kind of main three guys that really banded everything together with the Jordan, the Jordan era bulls and yep. everybody else was kind of the Jordan airs. It was actually kind of what, that's what they were called. Yeah. Jordan and the Jordan airs. Yeah. So it just kind of played their part, but they were just putting that book just to, I don't, he told it how it was Sam Smith did. Yeah. I mean, but that's what people want to hear. They want to hear the stuff behind the scenes. That's, I mean, people, know what happened during the season. They watch it during TVs. They want to know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of an interesting part of it. I never, I didn't yeah. even know about it. I, how long ago did uh, did you get that book? I got it like two, two years ago. Okay. It came out like, I think it before they won. No, the book followed their first championship season. So it must have come out that summer after so they won their first championship. The 91? 90, 90, 91, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we got anything else on the Bulls, Doc? Um, one thing I think highlight of this episode has to be head and shoulders, the security guard who beat MJ and That's coins, looked him in the face, and did his own shrug. That's incredible. I think that might be the highlight, my favorite part of this series. So, oh, far. absolutely. I mean, that picture, that went man everywhere does not fear anything, he doesn't fear God. And you know what sucks, too, is that guy died in January. So This past January? Yeah, just this past January. So he's yeah. a few months short of being able to watch what was going to be, like, the peak. His sunny moment. Like, that would have been. Know. Like, he'd be riding on his high horse being like, hell yeah. Like, I just, I just got – the whole world just saw me shrug Jordan. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <was> incredible. <laughs> Nobody else would do that, but the security I think. Did. I think Jordan Brand is now released. They, like, dropped a bunch of retro Jordan shoes, and they also are dropping the security guard jackets that his security guards <laughs> were wearing. So I might have to cut one. I would rock. Dude, I absolutely, I absolutely that would. Guy. I just want a shirt with him shrugging on it. Yes. <laughs> that's just – I want to cool. copy his mullet and mustache look. That's that's the look now. And he was in he was in one of the episodes a few – what in one of – I don't know if it was three or four. And it kind of went around like, how is this guy surrounded by Jordan all the time? Yeah. But then it kind of got overshadowed by him shrugging, which I, 
do you even know what game he was playing? Uh, it's like quarters. I've never played the game before, but I'm assuming you throw it. I was trying to follow it, and I couldn't. I couldn't. But literally, either. these guys would just that's, – that's Jordan's gambling thing. Jordan gambled on bet. everything. I he saw a tweet. Like an hour before tip, too. <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, Jordan, when he sees two ants crawling up the wall, <laughs> and it's a picture of Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Like, yeah, this like is he's how about I to win. Big <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Like, you can compare Jordan's gambling to – well, it's not to that same extent. You saw Uncut Gems, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How Howie Ratner is like, give me the Celtics to win the tip. Give me yeah. Garnett <laughs> over points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff. Seriously. Yeah, that's funny. It's nuts. I think yeah. my favorite part of that, though, was Jordan was, like, actually pissed that he just lost some pocket change Yeah, to the oh. security guard. And he – and the story was he made them – like, I guess he held that grudge on them for losing that game. And eventually he made his security, security guards go out and get the Jumpman logo tattooed on their bodies. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's a psycho man no so another part of the gambling thing uh he had to go to court for something who was that for again because i just forgot his name slim bular slim bular something like that slim bowler i think is what it was yeah something like that did you the see man the court, his name is slim so i don't know why did you see the court sketch yeah, of him I golf did. clubs behind him mm-hmm. <laughs> he was chilling imagine man. that they, they don't call him slim for nothing Cody. You know? he was slick with it <laughs> Oh, but he's he like, out there gambling with Jordan, you know, he's chilling. Yeah, he was gambling with him, and then, what, Jordan had to relieve one of, like, his gambling debts with him, and then, oh, he's just always a really shady guy. Yeah, so kind of, well, yeah, he was linked to a drug dealing. Yeah, so that kind of made Jordan look bad, um, in a way. Yeah, and that's, I guess, that was the whole point of the last episode, is they were trying to focus on how the media was just looking for anything to... Oh, bring yeah. him down, you know. And you can kind of see that today with – like that. Um, like every year before the season starts, like when's Tom Brady going to retire? Is LeBron going to finally get worse? Or, you know, things like that. Yeah. They just it's wait for some, something to come, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So it is what it else? is. We got anything else oh. on Bulls, Doc? That's all I got. That's all I got too. Uh, I'm was, excited for seven and eight. Yes, seven yeah, and eight. And then uh, um, only two more Colin. Sundays. What'd you say? I said only two more Sundays, and then that's it. Oh, dude, two more Sundays, and it's already gone. And it's gonna end before it was supposed to actually start, which was one of the off days of the NBA Finals. I think it was June sixth. We're gonna have it done by May twentieth. Sad. I know it's nuts. I gotta um, find a new show. I know. Uh, I saw Colin Coward tweeted that he already saw episode seven and that it's moving. So, it's moving? Like, All right. I'll be ready. I'll bring my tissues and my box of tissues. I'll be ready to cry. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm, I don't care. I'll deal with anything to watch this documentary at this point. All right. So moving on, we had some listeners submit some questions on our Instagram. Yes, sir. To put it simply, we're just going to answer them to whoever is being asked the question. Yep. So we're going to start it off with question one from Will Maher. Hey, shout out Will Maher. 
Blaher, shout out. A question for Cooper. Would you rather have the Vikings win the Super Bowl or a 30-minute date with Liv Cowherd? Ooh. That's a tough oh. one, Coop. <laughs> you only got 30 minutes, Coop. You got to be spitting some 30 game. minutes is too short. If you too say short? You're, you're not, you're not to willing her, to bet I'm... on yourself? What did you say? You're not willing to bet on yourself? This is Liv Cowherd, Coop. It's 30 minutes. That's too small. I'd, so I'd take a Vikings championship, as sadly as it is to say. Give me, like, if I meant, like, she was, like, the love of my life, then maybe I'd think about it. But you know she's how already, big a Vikings fan I am. She's already into you. Didn't she see your tweet? Didn't she retweet she your tweet? She did retweet me one time. Oh, it was cool. just a that's, joke that's that I hit right about. on. It was a joke I hit right on the nozzle. So, to describe it, whoever doesn't follow me on Twitter, follow me at C or at C underscore Coout. Um, nice, nice plug. Nice plug. Oh yeah, gotta plug the Twitter <laughs> single time. Um, Barry McCockner at Sports Talk Barry at Mega Troop Lover, the infamous internet troll. He tweeted that his dog, whose name is Cooper, was going to the uh, he's going to the pet hospital or something like that. And Liv Calvert responded to him saying, "Sending love to Cooper with a heart emoji." So then I slid in there. I quoted her tweet and I said, "Liv, you didn't need to say that with like a couple emojis in there." She retweeted me. That tweet has like 700 likes. Hey, you, you should go by Slim Cooper. That was slick. <laughs> Slim I was like, it's so, it's so embarrassing, like, how proud of myself I was of that. Like, that really had to be, like, the happiest I've been with, like, what I did on the internet. That's, like, a well, low point. <laughs> do you have it pinned? Yeah, I do. There you go. That, there you go. <laughs> The fact that I have that pinned is so like. Hey, if you if I had a tweet that went viral, I'd pin that tweet. Yeah, but like, I've had some like replies go like get like a hundred likes or something. Oh wow! Like, I know, like Casey Smith up from Barstool tweeted like, "Wow, the Super Bowl's over. Like, what do we do now?" And I responded immediately. I said, "XFL question mark," and I got like a hundred likes on it. Nice, nice. I miss okay, you. but. Final final answer, you're going with Viking Super Bowl? Viking Super Bowl, yep. I have to do it. Right, that was a good question. Thank you for the question. Thank you, Will. Uh, at Jadon's 4, Joe Donzelli, just wait till I can think of some questions. I'm busy right now. We'll get back to you, Joe. Thank you for that. All right, Jake Healy, at Jake Healy's 11. Shout out, Jake. Shout um, out. Guy rides into town on a horse on Friday. He stays two days and leaves on Friday. How does he do it? Jake, I'm telling you right now, shut up. Uh, I'm not trying to do this. It's because he doesn't know the answer. He doesn't know the answer. That's why. No. Do what? Do you know the answer? I believe I do. Are you gonna Are you gonna spill the secret, or are you just gonna let uh, me nah, try nah. and think? I'm I'm just gonna let the viewers decide on that one. God, I want to know. <laughs> That's You'll find out someday, Coop. What is it? Something about the horse like leaving or something? Something like that. Horse leaves, the guy stays. You'll you'll figure it out, Coop. If if you don't know it, you don't know it. So, I don't know. All right, whatever. I'm gonna leave myself not knowing the question or not knowing the answers. Whatever. Thank All you, right, Jake, then. for the question, though. Um, Trevor Ross, which city wins a championship first, Chicago or Minneapolis, and why do you think it will be Chicago? First, great off, question. Great question, TJ. He didn't need to add the ending, though. I mean, he was right. Why do you think it'll be Chicago? Thanks, Trevor. Okay. 
but honestly, who wins? He's not first? wrong. I don't think he's wrong. Chicago, what sport? Oh, I mean, when it when like, you go based off of thinking of when they won their championship last, based on the cities, Minneapolis was 1991. I'm sorry wow. to all you WNBA fans. I'm not counting it. I'm not counting a Lynx championship. Yeah, they had those dynasties. Yeah, Maya Moore was the greatest of all time. And then, did you did you see what she was doing? She, I didn't even know this, but she was uh she was out of the WNBA for a couple of years. Well, I think she got pregnant. No, it wasn't that. Are you sure? One of her friends was wrongly accused of a crime, and she spent she like dedicated herself off the court to like. Oh, I did hear about this. And it actually ended up getting reversed. So, like, yeah, that's crazy. I was confused because I thought it was just like some random guy, which to me was no offense. I just don't think I would, I myself would have done that because I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know what I could possibly do in a court of law to like reverse something like that. But it was one of her friends. So I absolutely understand why. So good for her because she got it. She, she's out. He's free now. So. Shout out yeah. Maya Moore for that. And now yeah, she's that's Coop's, that's Coop's Maya Moore tangent for the night. I did not think you didn't, about Maya Moore tonight. You didn't, an, you didn't answer the question, though. Chicago or Minnesota? Well, when you, Okay, this is what I was getting into. Minnesota won their last championship in the MLB in 1991. The uh, Chicago, they won their last championship in 2016, also in the MLB. Thinking about it, of who is most likely to win a championship sooner. Probably Thinking of the teams right now. Based Thinking on the teams right now. Best chances to win with the teams they have right now. Uh, Minneapolis or Chicago. I'm going to simplify it. Because we all know over time it would definitely go to Chicago. But right now, with the teams that Minnesota and Chicago has, who has the best chance to win? Parties? I think all three MLB teams that are involved in Minnesota and Chicago – I think all three of them have a chance to win a World Series in the next five years. But who wins it first? I personally, I do think the Twins have the best team of the three. All right. Okay. Next question. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Let me speak. Let go me ahead. Speak. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stop this. Go oh, ahead. Let me hear your explanation. If Minnesota doesn't have to play the Yankees in the playoffs, I think we maybe have a chance. The White Sox have one of the best young rosters in the MLB, and they have a few years until they get really good. The Cubs still have their their core that they won in 2016 with. They have a new manager in David Ross. They're still going to be very good, very competitive, and they have experience in the postseason. So they could still definitely win a championship in the next five years, even this year too. So it's just a cross-up. What about the Bears, though? They can win a Super Bowl. No, not with Trubisky, no. It's not Trubisky. It's Nick Foles. No. I forgot about that. What about what about the Bulls' new young core? They could win. The hey, they got years. they got rid of Gar Foreman and John Paxson. There's a stuff. Yeah. There's so a Anthony Davis comes in the off season. Kobe White starts. Anthony Dave Davis Levine with the Bulls. I'm sorry. Anyways, okay. Next question. Yeah, next question. Next question. All right, let me pull it up for a second. This is a good um, one. Which are you looking at the one I'm thinking of? Uh, yes. Julia DC. All right. Julia Cox, shout out to you. What is the key to achieving the ectomorphic body type? Thank you for your time. Yeah, Coop, <laughs> this one's for you, I believe. Uh it's in the family, honestly. I look at old pictures of my dad. 
he looked exactly like me when he was 20. Yeah, like, I can see that. The hair, everything about it. It's kind of scary. And I got a couple cousins on my dad's side of the family that are very ectomorphic. Another cousin on my mom's side, very skinny and tall. It's just how it is. So the secret is just genetics? It's genetics, yeah. It's, that's just how it is. Your last name is Kohout, right. Rune, Arneson, Claire. Uh, yeah, if your last name is not one of those, you're not an ectomorphic. Probably not ectomorphic unless um, – so. there are other ones out there. I'm sure but there are. This was directed at me, not any of them, so I'm going to answer it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like Donzelli or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's more ectomorphic than me, but he's, he's hitting the weight. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, yeah. Joe getting big. He's in more, he's at the weight room more than me this like this year. So props to that. I've the most I've done is like ride a bike. Hey Coop, if you're trying to maintain your ectomorphic body type, then you don't need to touch a weight. So you're chilling. I'm still gaining a little a little bit of weight, not that much. Yeah, straight muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've gained what, like forty pounds since end of senior year? Or end of junior What? Yeah, I'm 180 now. Damn, cool. you, you're not ectomorphic at all. Uh, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Like, nice, once you're, long once you are right. an ectomorph, you don't, like, get rid of you it. Don't, you don't go back, yeah. Unless, like, unless, like you gain 120 pounds. And That's then you just turn into a chunk guy. <laughs> Coop is not a chunk guy. No, I'm not fat. I sometimes like to think I'm fat to like help myself like be active. But I don't think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. All right, next question. At Chase Devins, fouling the other team to shoot a one and one under 10 seconds and you're up three. It's tough. Um, We've seen this go poorly before. I know. So, like, my personal opinion is that I just if I'm a coach I just let my players play you know like a Roy Williams who at the end of the game is not going to call a timeout you know you got to mm-hmm. figure out you know a play yourself it gives the players more creativity but I think if the stakes are that high and I'm up three and it's under 10 seconds left I'm going to foul because I want to win that badly you know I agree um what I would do, I'd almost foul before the ball gets inbounded because – You don't want to – wait, wait, why? I always think that the ref could pull some BS, and if they try and flail up a shot while you're trying to foul them, they'll call three shots. I always so think of that. You're more worried about that than wasting a couple ticks off the clock? I mean, that's pretty rare. Is rare, especially at that point in the game. The refs are going to be reluctant to make that call. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's always in the back of my mind because I feel like I've seen it before. So you would foul before if there are le- if the there's less time in. on the clock. Say there's like six seconds. I'd think mm-hmm. I'd probably be more leaning towards fouling before the ball gets inbounded. With ten seconds, you let a couple seconds tick off and then you foul them. Yeah, I think for me, ten seconds. Get a couple turns if they're going full court. Try and get it down to five, six seconds, depending on how many fouls you got to give. You can foul earlier. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think the stakes are high. I'm, I'm going to foul in that situation yeah. as much as I want my 
players to just play through. Unless they're going for a quick two, let them take the quick two. Yeah. Let them take it. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. All good right. Good question, though. That is a good question. Makes you think. Um, next question for from Justin Simpson. Big fan here. Been listening since day one. Thank you. Hey, shout out, Justin. Shout out, Loyal. Justin. This one's for Cooper. Who wins in a three-point contest, you or your cousin's friend, Jordan Bohannon? Ooh. I, I went into school, and I was like – I thought, like, I could get the connection. Like, shout out my cousin, Max, because he, he went to high school with Jordan. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I want to, like, have a three-point contest with him. Little do I realize, do you know how many people do that? Like, they go up to Jordan Bohannon, and they're like, yo, I could beat you in a three-point contest, man. No, you know, I do not. You know, know how annoying that is? That's really annoying. <laughs> so yeah, me, I mean. Me being that guy, like, now I look back at it, I'm like, damn, like, I really should probably just shut my mouth. But in So real, he said no when you asked him? Uh, I said it to him when I saw him one time. He looked annoyed. And he said, man, yeah, get felt, out of here. Yeah, I felt really bad. Next but time. if he did say yes, who wins? He would. Yeah. He would. But you got that, the corner, the crowd corner? But if I get hot, I could keep it close. Yeah, you think so? I need like a week of shooting every day. If you got, if you were in the three point contest and you had the money rack, were you putting it in the corner? Top of the key. Top of the key. Yep. Interesting. I don't know. I just like I like facing the having the backboard facing me completely. Yeah, straight on. You yeah. Know? Uh, it'd either be top of the key That's or the I put it to. Or the I'd probably put it top of the key. Yeah. I just thought you'd like to go from that corner, so. Yeah. Well, in intramurals this year, there were some teams that ran a 3-2 zone against us. I'm like, really? Really? I'm, yeah, I run the baseline every time. Man, put up that's, a shot of me. Uh, yeah. I don't even hesitate. Kind of just put it up. <laughs> but, Justin, good question. I like it. Um, let's see. Another one from Joe Donzelli. Why did Justin and I make a fortune on the Twins – whenever the their bullpen came in from last year. Hmm. So basically what I he's saying that. is whenever the Twins would take out their starter and put the bullpen in the game, they would just bet against them. It's because it's easy money. It worked a few times. <laughs> that hurt. And the worst is when we were – there were t- games we were up like 8-2 to two and we'd blow the lead. And we still won yeah. 101 games last year. You didn't make the playoffs though? Yeah, we did. We got swept by the Yankees, but we made the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did. Uh, Favorite yeah, ad lib? Favorite ad lib? That's the um, next question from Joe Donzelli. I know mine off the top of my head. Mine is definitely Migos. Who, who does the ad lib? Is it – do they just all switch off? Or they all, they all like, switch off. Okay, my favorite one is when they go, bah, <laughs> bah, or skirt. Um, Mama told me ah, not to, so work. That's, Mama, that's my favorite. Mama, uh, oh yeah, Mama might be up there. Ooh, Mama can't go wrong with any Travis Scott ad lib because you just auto tune the crap out of it and you just say it's lit every single time. It's lit. No, there were TikToks that I've seen of like <laughs> it's like Travis Scott waking up in the morning. It's like edited two dreads like in his eyes. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's so funny. You have to look it up. What are what are some other ad libs that artists do? I can't even think of. Like I'm blanking right now. Gucci Mane has a bunch. 
for some when someone says ad libs, I immediately think amigos. So I can't. Yeah, because you kind of started. I can't the think of anything else. Yeah. Um. Another question from Joe: Would you give up all Minnesota sports? This is for me, for some live sports right now. Uh, what does that mean? I I can't watch a single Minnesota. I guess sport, but if live, if sports, live sports, I think he means if live sports came back right now, but all the Minnesota teams would not come back. So there would be no more Twins, Vikings, or T Wolves. Um, you give that up? If that's for the rest of my life, no, I wouldn't do that. No, because then what's the point of watching sports for me? Nothing. You could choose a new team, hop on a bandwagon. No, I can't do that. All right, there's your answer then. Yeah, last one from Joe uh, Joe Donzelli. Why will I? This is at me. Why will I make you broke on a six point skins game this summer? All right. <laughs> now wait. Okay, Joe, this is me talking to you. Wait until Illinois lets foursomes out on the golf course, then talk to me. Yeah, Joe. I want. He he's already. That was early trash talk. All right, bet. It's probably okay. This is how it's gonna go. He's probably a scratch golfer. I'm like a four handicap. Give me two strokes and nine on two hardest holes, and it'll be a game. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'll lose. I could definitely beat him. I'm not going to say I'm going to beat him every single time, but there are definitely days this summer I could go out and win. But you have, you got to go based on the handicap, though. He's a scratch on a four, so he's giving me two strokes a nine. You got to put that in. You got to think of that. So Joe wins? Well, are you saying, like, straight up? Like, on an average, yeah, straight day, up. On an average day, he probably beats me by four strokes. On his best day, on my best day. But he could also go under par. I could get to around even par. All right. There's only one way to settle it. It's settle uh, the on summer. the course. Yeah, no doubt. I might have to come. I won't play, but I'll just drive the cart, you know. If Joe lets me on Black Sheep this summer, which I'll I'll be down. I'll play. I bet. He just wants to take over. Right. I get it. Cool. Right. Cool. Let me take this next question because I actually asked this question. And yes. it's for, yes. from me to you. So. I, I was thinking, you know, you're at a party, right? And it's starting to die down a little bit. People are not really feeling it. And someone passes you the aux. So, Coop, you're about to take the aux, and you have to play one song. You only get one song before people start leaving to get the people going. Are you playing Six Foot, Seven Foot or Dreams and Nightmares? Or are you well, playing a different song, like Mo Bamba or something? <laughs> well, it just depends. Uh, the rules of the house – is it simple? Very simple. It's very simple. Very simple? Very... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, um, very simple. Six foot, seven foot. I'm playing six foot, seven foot. Yes. That's I, what I, I think. That's I, the only. You can't go wrong with dreams and nightmares, but six foot, seven foot. You got to just... play six foot, seven foot. Like, especially late into the night, you know? Yeah, once the sun goes down, you're in the backyard by a bonfire. <laughs> Yeah, the speakers, which are waterproof. Oh, the waterproof speakers. Waterproof speakers. My wow. my choice. I think that's an easy one. Six foot, seven foot. That's a, that's a good pick there. All right, I like that one. Um, next one from Chase Devins. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. One has to go. It's tough. 
I'd say Chase asking the tough questions. I say Snapchat goes. That's what I was gonna say too, because I feel like you can just text people. You can text people. I still feel like people communication and like I like yeah, me too. I don't know. A lot of people just hate looking at stories. Like, oh, I just skip over all of them. I like looking at some of them. Yeah, I mean, some of them I laugh at. For me, Twitter is a definite stay. Twitter is my number one social media app. Twitter's what I Twitter's what I use for news. For news, yeah, same with me. So it was between Instagram and Snapchat, and like, I don't even like Instagram that much. Like, I don't use Instagram that much at all. So I kind of considered getting rid of that because mm-hmm. Snapchat is kind of a good way to socialize with people. Yeah, I see that. I guess, um, and I don't know if people got stuff going through iMessage that they don't want going through iMessage. Snapchat's a little. Yeah, more like separate that. i guess yeah but i can definitely see that too um, but then i like i don't you go ahead I, I like instagram uh i like so i i can see why people wouldn't like it because i think instagram stories are a lot worse than snapchat stories well yeah. especially being the, in college uh, dude the worst is the birthday shout outs when birthday they, shout outs those are at least five they repost every single and then shout out. especially being in college being in fraternity and sorority life you're gonna get the uh the old sorority bingo cards. Oh yeah, <laughs> the can I Venmo you? Can no, it's not. Oh, can that's, I Venmo those you. are like donations. May I, re- may I request five dollars or five hundred dollars? That's usually with like dance marathon and stuff. But um, yeah, there's Shout one out dance marathon. I saw I earlier that. of like uh, a bingo card of like something that you've done with your sorority or at least at the house, and I got a kick out of it. It was kind of funny. <laughs> um, nice. Or the like sister that's most likely to blank like those kinds of things and it's like send this to like three friends wait sorority girls are posting this on their instagram stories are you talking about snapchat instagram stories this probably doesn't happen in indiana yeah i don't i was gonna say i don't really see some of these i've seen the bingos i've seen a lot of yeah that's crazy yeah i've seen like cards uh, i was whacked no, don't call it whack. <laughs> Have you been to Iowa City? Uh, not yet. I'm planning on going at some point. I'll try and make it to Indiana. I want to see what Little Fives is like. Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to have it this spring, and then uh, supposed to canceled. Yeah, so we have the qualification weekends because you have to qualify for Little Five. Mm-hmm. Um, which was I think the week. So, we went over spring break, and then I got canceled for the rest of the year and then that week that we came back would have been the quals which is basically like little five um except it's just like more the weekend and then little five is kind of more official you know you have the race and stuff um it's like more historic and traditional so but it's so fun fun, though that sounds like something that like everybody gets into and like yeah and people come from all over the world to like just for some reason people love this bike race but a lot of people just come to party you know that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. It is fun. Um, definitely right. slide through. Yeah, I'll definitely try and make it. Sometime. Yeah, little five. All right, next question. The last two are from at Chase Evans. Shout out. Um, what's more hype in today's NBA, a posterizing dunk or a deep three-pointer? More hype? I'm still saying a dunk just because I think the three-pointer has become so common now even a D three pointer. Yeah. That like, I, I mean, I watched, uh, 
like these NBA games and I watched like a Trailblazers game and they got the tip and Damian Lillard took like two dribbles and just pulled up from the logo. Like literally the first shot of the game, five seconds in, he just drained a D three pointer. So I don't even think it's that hype anymore. People are just do it. Yeah. Like it's nothing nowadays. Damian Lillard's also the biggest cheat code in 2k. Oh my God. Yeah, his his release is it's automatic. Green, it's green. The last every time. time I played a two K, I had I was the Trailblazers. My brother was uh, the Mavericks, and I did not miss with Damian Lillard. Yeah, he he is a cheat code. He doesn't miss. Um, I agree with you though. Uh, Post rising dunk, because I mean, depending on the situation, you could get a bigger reaction of a D three pointer because, like, I don't know, maybe it was like a ridiculous step back three that James Harden yeah. did after fifteen dribbles. I mean, yeah, in a like a big time moment, a deep three pointer can be pretty hot. Like Steph Curry's like half court three point shot was probably one of the most hype plays of the past decade. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it. Same with DeAndre Jordan's dunk on Brandon Knight, though. And yeah. those were more out of nowhere, and that kind of gets you to jump out of your seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I just think a dunk is just much more of like a momentum booster, you know. Especially when you dunk on somebody, like I dunked on Haw yesterday in low hoop. Like I just absolutely Ooh. put him in the rim, so, and I was just like, it was just over from that point because Haw. <laughs> yeah, no, it is the kinda, guy that got demoralized in the rim. a little bit. Like he can't, he can't bounce back from it. So I'm going yeah. dunk. You get in their head. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. All right, last question. This one could be a, a divider here. Um, Warzone or Fortnite? Do you have an answer? Uh, not really. I, I don't really play either of them anymore. I played Warzone only like one or two times. I thought I was okay. And I'm so sick of Fortnite that I would – and Warzone's Call of Duty, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I would much rather play a Warzone game than a Fortnite game. Yeah. Just because I'm so sick of Fortnite now because yeah. I'm so bad. I bet that both. I never got into Fortnite. I didn't have a PS4 until like once quarantine started. So that was kind of when Warzone started to like getting popularity. And mm-hmm. I saw it was free, so I downloaded it. And I love it. I'm addicted to it. I, really? this, the only thing is I can't play solos. I played solos once or like a couple times. I do have a solo win, by the way. Hey. So, yeah. And um it's literally like what i do every single night now as i play warzone with like guys i know shout out chase and charlie that's the, the original trio yeah, Coop, that's ryan young Lennon is the fourth matt so brock that's who, is the fourth last night that's who carries you charlie's good he's really good so i've been carried not carried who gets carried some games who gets carried the most on the team me yeah <laughs> i'm not great but there are some nights where i'll be like on and i'll be like downing whole teams like, there was a game we we died like like 40 players left i had eight kills i was just on a zone i was just balling dang yeah, yeah no. i had i had the opposite experience of you because i was big into gaming with through the Fortnite stage mm-hmm. when Fortnite just started to get big um for like that one year i mean i just played it like literally every day just with my friends um and then once warzone came around i kind of stopped playing so we kind of have like two different perspectives, yeah. but obviously I think Fortnite's upcoming, I guess you could say, like when it was first starting to get popular, it was so much bigger than Warzone. But now it's to the point that 
the best players on Fortnite are like these 12 year old kids and they're just so good at building that I can't even play that game anymore. So I've Warzone's never been able to play Fortnite. I do have a couple solo wins in Fortnite, and that's just because I hide in a bush the entire game. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to get that dub, you know? Yeah. Like, I at least had fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I look at it as. But, yeah, I, I should hop on Warzone more. No, that's fun. That's I, really I just fun. might. Yeah. That's I've been nice, playing so. most every night since I've got it. I'm going to be trash, but it'll be fun. First, the first game I ever played a Warzone, I landed on the top of a roof. And I didn't know that you could parachute off the roof, so I just jumped off the roof and died. It was my first game ever in Warzone. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to play this game anymore. And then I figured it out. It was actually really fun. So There you go. Yep. All right. So that's today's episode. Next week, we'll probably review episode seven and eight of the MJ Doc. And we'll figure some other plans out that we got yeah. for next week. We got a lot of – we got a lot of, you know – new things coming we want to try out a bunch of different things that we can do with the podcast we don't want it to just be the same thing every week Mm -hmm. so we want to change up you know like topics or maybe like start bringing in some guest speakers maybe do some interviews so we're going to try and switch it up you know keep it fresh for you guys yeah for sure yeah um we'll still always start out the same until the mj doc is uh completely finished and then after that i think we'll start to kind of figure out some more unique ideas that we can come up with Mm-hmm. and um so on and so forth yeah and we we build in the brand too we got a new logo coming in and we got some original music that we're going to be adding too so yeah from so, a secret artist so we'll wait for that yeah you'll hear an intro song today um that's a little mix up but we got some we got a different intro coming for the next couple episodes so stay tuned for that but otherwise that's today's show See you guys next week. Peace.